Hello people and hello my Chilicon Carnage crew. It's time to go into another list for a reaction this time. Uh, we are going to broaden our horizons away from Spin's pretty average 12 worst metal albums. This time we're going to be checking out a link on the website Loudwire who have produced an album from every big four uh, grunge album ranked from worst to best and the big four for the grunge scene uh, include of course Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. So unfortunately no Stone Temple Pilots there. Um, I guess that's fair to say look they were more a bit alt than grunge although the first album core is pretty much a carbon copy of the grunge scene but the other side they are considered the big four you know i mean the big four originated with thrash metal metallica slayer anthrax of course and, and megadeth sorry uh the grunge of you know big four here we go so without further ado let's check this shit out right now okay all right now i swear if pearl jam's most recent album isn't the last on the list i am just gonna be like this list is fucked <laughs> Alright, alright, alright. Going into this, let's keep on going, come on now. Riot Act. There's only 26 albums, here we go, I'll try and get through these as fast as possible. Um, look, Riot Act, yeah, quite possibly it is pretty average at best. Um, let's see, Crowd Crushing 2000, 9-11 a year later. Um, I don't really have say anything truly negative, it wasn't a great album, it, look, it was a pretty um, average album from Pearl Jam, and I have a feeling the bottom half of this list is going to be a lot of Pearl Jam in there, you know, the song Save You and uh, is a good song, I Am Mine, still good, and You Are, so I, I, I did enjoy a few of the tracks, but there is... Still, it's a 15-track album. Sorry, just quickly looking over this. That's yeah, about an hour-long uh, album, and it is pretty average. I still say, though, their most recent one, Gigaton, should have made this bottom of the list. I did not like that album. But hey, that's my list if I was rating it. Uh, so let's see. Riot Act. Yeah, okay. Banyu, as I said, look, it looks like Pearl Jam is going to make the bottom of the list a lot here. Um, by... By now, by I can never pronounce this. By narrow, by 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 But anyway, you're gonna laugh enough. Now, of course, that's from the audio levels being on two sides. Uh, so yeah, look, it was a bit another average album once again. There were some good tracks from the guys over there on that album. At least I thought so. Uh, but. On the whole, it was a pretty average album. I think around about this time they released a live album, like Live in New York City or something, a DVD I had record, uh, I had bought. And, yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. It did have a lot of the songs from that album. But, at the same time, I don't know. Um, yeah, just quickly looking over this. So we had, like, God's Dice, Breaker Fall. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Evacuation wasn't bad. Nothing, nothing as it seems, though, is one of my favourite songs by Pearl Jam. Uh, but again, it's another long one, uh, sleight of hand, yeah, not bad, you know, it was uh, a bit under an hour still. This is interesting, Ultra Mega OK at number 24, oh, it's raw, you know, um, and in the infancy, yeah, this is like their first true album, I think they released a couple of EPs before this, Ultra Mega OK was their first album, I would not rate it so low on this list though, you know. Flower is good, yeah. All Your Lies, Move for Trouble, yeah, okay, okay. But still, the album had a lot of bangers on there. You know, I... 
don't know about raking it so low, but I guess if you just made the last, you know, there were seven albums by Pearl Jam, it would just look a bit favoritism there. Um, I'm just actually I'm going over this list of the songs. You know what? There might be a point there. Just going over the set list. Besides Flower, is there anything of significance? All Your Lies. I don't think I've listened to this album in a while. Hell, even the count's pretty low. You know what? They might have a point there. I will have to go back to it. It's been a long time since I've listened to Ultra Mega, okay? So maybe there's a point to why it is so high. <laughs> this one, the Avocado album. I love this album. But it's also because it was the first album by Pearl Jam that was released around the time that I was getting into Pearl Jam. So it was the first album I went out bought when it was released. And I really enjoyed this album. You know, uh, there was a lot of fantastic tracks. But again, I guess if it's the album that you grew up listening to, I mean, you might have, you know, grew up listening to Riot Act. Maybe that was your favorite one. But for me, it was the Avocado album, and there were a lot of tracks I just have fond memories of listening to on that, you know. Uh, there was, of course, Worldwide Suicide, Life Wasted, Mark and Sand, but other songs as well, which I thought were really good, was like Army Reserve, Gone, mm, Unemployable to a degree, yeah, um, Big Wave. You know, there were a fair few tracks on that album that were just pretty decent jam tracks there, and I thought it was a solid album, you know. I guess given the list, <laughs> it's got to sit somewhere there, so, look, I wouldn't disagree with it, uh, Rain of Fog gets a lot of, yeah, okay, Rain of Fog was, mm, as far as Alice in Chains discography, it is the weakest album, so there's no argument there, where it sits, yeah, I'd probably agree, it's, yeah, it's a deceptively average album, unfortunately, they've been on a downward slope, I hope to see Alice in Chains release a new album, short, soon, that'll be good, you know, I mean, Black Is Way To Blue is a fantastic album, and, oh, you know, what, I would probably rate it mid to high tier, but we'll have to see how this list goes, that's just my ranking if I was doing it, Rain of Fog, still good, you know, um, it's not a bad album, it's just a bit of a letdown, an average album, I suppose you could say, um, alongside Soundgarden's album, which they've rated here at number 21, uh, King Animal, is one of those albums I remember listening to at the time, and going, oh damn, that was pretty sweet, you know, that was the first album they recorded when Soundgarden got back together, Chris Cornell and the whole band, um, and it was a pretty solid album, uh, but at the same time, it was not one that you're going to be racing back to, you know, I besides the opening tracks I couldn't recall any of them any of the tracks you know so King Animal kind of fell wayside and yeah I guess for that reason it's you know been away too long yeah that opening track is fantastic been away too long yeah I love that track fantastic opener unfortunately did not really they, they failed to follow it up in the rest of their songs and it was a pretty long album as well from memory i think it was a bit over an hour um at least with the bonus tracks but anyway so number 21 soundgarden king animal we keep going on no code pearl jam look i love a lot of pearl jam's um albums here when they are <laughs> that mid-90s era, which a lot of people you know, probably refer to as the, the lull, but there's a few, fair few tracks on there that are absolute bangers, and No Code is one of them, you know? Yeah, they slowed it down, and they played away from their grunge roots, but the whole, the album as a whole, yeah, it's pretty average. You know, Hail Hell, I, I would probably rate that a bit... I'd rate this lower than, say, Avocado, in my opinion. You know, I mean, look, there's some great tracks, you know. Off He Goes, for example. 
um, Mankind, Hail Hail, and stuff like that. But I, I think No Code sits lower uh, to me than Avocado. And it's got that weird album cover, like the collage of photographs here of everything. And it's just a really weird album cover as well, looking at it. Scattered. Kind of like the ideas of this album, I suppose you could say. This one, really? I was listening to this one not too long ago. And, like, this is just before they really got into the groove, I guess you could say. They were really raw still. Um, unpolished. But there's a lot of... Um, really good energy within the band you know like they're they're hungry for it and all that stuff um interesting songs when you get down to it i just can't believe i just saw the next album i just can't believe it sits where it does in the list uh i did like you know for example gun is an interesting album song it's pretty average in hindsight but the um the song itself yeah you know it, it's funny it's a funny song to me and Louder Than Love had some really good songs, you know, Ugly Truth, Hands All Over, uh, as I said, Gun, Get On The Snake Fall On Kevin's Mum, that's a weird track as well. They're definitely a band still full of youth, and they got the young, they got the dumb songs in there. You know, the, the, the follow-up album about that one is going to be a more refined look, but of course it'll be much higher in the list as well. But, ah, to, I, I disagree that it sits lower than the next album here, which, of course, is Gigaton. Why does it sit so high in this list? This should be down the bottom. For me, this is the worst album out of all the big fours. Ah, it was so weak. Terrible. For me, anyway. <laughs> Others may remember, you might remember this more fondly than I do. I have not gone back to it since it came out. It is just so terrible this weird like Pearl Jam's not one to shy away and do what they want to a degree you know they, they changed it up a lot from their first three albums to where they were in the 90s with the ones just before and even to now and it shows a band that's evolving I mean hell out of all these bands this is the only one that's still around so that kind of says something doesn't it but this album should be much, much lower on the list. It's so average. So I disagree with this one being so high. Uh, the next one, yeah, Lightning Bolt, again, very average album. As I said, I I figured a lot of Pearl Jam's albums were going to be at the bottom, also because they've released the most albums out of the big four. Uh, so yeah, Lightning Bolt, once again, is another average album, just a bunch of average songs on the mix. It was still much better than Gigaton, though. But it was one that I listened to and just never really returned to. It never caught my attention. It was, I guess, too poppy, too, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it was just never a really good album to me. Never caught my attention. Uh, then The Devil, sorry, Them Bones, far out. No. Uh, Alice in Chains, The Devil Put Dinosaurs here. Again, it's a pretty solid album. I would not say Alice in Chains has released any bad albums. They've just released some average albums at worst and the devil put dinosaurs here is one of those ones that can really hit you with a few of the songs but on the flip side it's kind of uh, you know it, it does have some boring drudging songs but you know it does have some really good ones pretty darn hollow stone i mean shit stone is such a good track voices but then it just drops away after that like that's the first four tracks 
That is the first four tracks. And the devil put dinosaurs here, the self-titled track. And then after that, it's, uh, you know, Low Ceiling and Lab Monkey and Breath on a Window. Do you, do you remember any of these tracks? Phantom Limb was cool. Um, that one from... That one... I'm trying to remember how to guest appearance from someone, maybe. Or maybe I'm getting confused. No, sorry. I think, I'm probably thinking of the song Phantom by Deftones, which I'm pretty sure had Jerry Cantrell in it. I might be getting very confused here. But... Yes, it's still not a great album. You know, we're still talking four songs overall on an album, and the rest is pretty average. So yeah, I agree. It should sit here roughly. Mm, Backspace uh, number fifteen. Yeah, look, not to, not again. Not going to disagree with that. That's a pretty good ranking for that one. That was a decent album. That was to me. No, Backspace was good. I remember this is probably the last album I bought from Pearl Town as well, uh, but. To me, and I'm going to say something controversial here, Avocado was the last good album that Pearl Jam put out. Backspace, it was very close, but Avocado, to me, was the last good album that they have put out. Yeah, Backspace, it was pretty damn good. It was a good effort here. But after everything since Backspace was just been pretty shit. So, yeah, The Fixer, Supersonic, Get Me, yeah, which I say, Just Breathing Amongst the Waves, yeah, some softer cuts, of course, but decent tracks indeed. We keep going. Oh, look at those ads. Fantastic. Yield. Pearl Jam's Yield. I love this album. I do. It's like a road trip album. Like you, even the picture on the cover. <laughs> it's just that album that you put on and you drive away to. Um, sorry, I should move up a bit. I will probably crop this out a little bit so you're not going to see what I've been seeing here on the bottom. I just scroll a bit too fast and I just click past it. Uh, so Pearl Jam's Yield, really sick album there. Uh, given to Fly, of course, Wish List, <laughs> Color Red, Push Me, Pull Me, you know, pretty good tracks there. So, it's one of those albums I like to put on when I'm going for a very long drive and just listen to. But it's not a very prominent album to a degree. So, yeah, look, it's a, I, I'd, I'd rate it here. It's a very decent album. It's like that transition period or something. Brain of J, you know, is high energy and faithful, whatever. But yeah, given the fight, do the evolution, of course. One of the best last tracks that they've ever put out. Wish list and all that. Push me, pull me is like that weird little outro and all those yesterdays. Some good songs on there. Really love it. So we move on now. Nirvana's Bleach. Interesting, to say the least, to see it so low. But at the same time, I can't disagree because, yes, there are, um, there are some bangers coming up ahead. So, the first Nirvana album as well hits at number 13 out of, what was it, 26, halfway down the list. So, that is pretty impressive, of course, but Nirvana's discography is very small. And, of course, with the amount of uh, releases that they did, it's not really surprising to see it so high up. Bleach is the band's first album, of course, and it is the very raw, refined, punkish to a degree sound. You know, the band is just doing a very basic job. Even, I think the, ed I think recording of this cost like $800 or something. I, Doz would probably correct me here, but yeah, the recording was very short. You know, they already had the songs already down pat. You know, about a girl, of course, best track on the album. But, you know, Buzzcut and a few other songs on there, Love Creep, um, and a few others are fantastic songs. Can't disagree. For a first, for a first album, would you say it's the best? No, because there is another one on the list that's coming up, but it is freaking impressive. I mean, a technicality for one of the first albums coming up ahead. But anyway, yes, I would probably rate 
bleach around this position. I'm sure Doz would disagree. Okay, and <laughs> he would definitely agree seeing what is ahead of this. Black gives way to blue. Seems like a controversial move to put that so high, but I agree. I think Black Gives Way to Blue is a fantastic comeback album, you know, released on the same day as Dirt as well, by the way, uh, but I did a whole episode and segment on the, the Dirt album, I've done a retro review, as well as 30 facts about the album Dirt due to its 30th anniversary, which was only a couple of weeks ago now, so yeah, Black Gives Way to Blue features William DeVille, who's the new lead singer of uh, Alice in Chains, and this was um, their comeback, really, it was, you know, the band had been on hiatus for so many years and they found a new singer and they brought out this thing and it was fantastic it really is a solid album start to finish and it's kind of like a healing process for the whole band uh, to come into this new era that they are now currently in so fantastic opening and start to the band unfortunately the follow-up albums have not been very strong but hopefully that changes with future who knows I mean, I've seen Alice in Chains perform live. William DeVille is a really good singer. Damn, they picked a really good singer to front the band for moving on forward. So, very good. Where will we go? Yeah, check my brain, of course. Last time I kind of look and view. <laughs> check my brain. Check my brain. So, <clears throat> moving in. Oh, okay. We're coming up to the top ten nearly. And we're going to cap it off here with Alice in Chains... Self-titled album, Alice in Chains, or Tripod, as some of the fans would call it. The dog. <laughs> the dog. Alice in Chains' final studio with Lane Staley, the band self-titled 1995 set, is the sonic terminus before an unquenchable chasm. chasm. In, retrospect, in retro respect, it's also a bit of a musical rebirth after their initial grunge success. Yes, it was a very different album compared to Dirt. More, um... You could almost say it's kind of groove metal to a degree. Uh, Heaven Beside You. Oh, God, Heaven Beside You. And uh, what's the other song? And uh, Over Now. Over Now is a fantastic fucking song from that album. I love it. As well as, like, Sludge Factory. That Those couple of songs, Frogs, um, are really good albums. But it does get overshadowed, you know, by a lot of the other ones. A grind, of course. Uh, but yeah, look, Heaven Beside You is such a good one. I love Sludge Factory. The first time I heard it, amazing. But it's kind of one of those albums that you... I mean, as an Alice in Chains fan, you kind of got three albums to choose from if you're ignoring the last three that they put out. And out of those first three, you're going you're gonna to ignore this one. And you can see why. Hell, they put this higher on the list compared to others. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand that. But regardless, here we are, Alice and James. We're going to hit the top four, uh, top ten. Sorry, what do you reckon they'll be? What do you reckon's going? What, what would your list be anyway? Would you rate something higher, different? Hey, who knows? Uh, if you're enjoying this content as well, don't forget to like this video and hell, subscribe. This is a small channel. Every subscription helps with us. So, yay! Thank you very much for subbing to us, please. Here we go with the next one coming in, and down on the upside, I forgot about this album. <clears throat> To say to put it here is a pretty big call. I remember it being long and and a lot of parts bland. So I might be <laughs> ruffling some feathers when I say that. You know there are some cool songs, some very odd songs. You know, pretty noose of course. Uh, blow up the outside world, but at the same time, blow up the outside world is a very slow and dreary song. And yes, it's how it's meant to sound, but. Uh, you know, I 
The rest of the album I never really enjoyed. Todd Cole was funny. It was odd. It was short and right up in your face about a controversial baseball player. Uh, yeah, sorry American fans, but for all, for all he did for the sport, he also was a very um, controversial player from what I have heard. And maybe that's of the time, but still doesn't change the fact. But anyway, that side, there are still some pretty, you know, I mean, look, I, I just, this is not the album that I come back to. If anything, Down on the Upside to me is a worse album than uh, Animal Kingdom. That's just me saying that. You know, I would probably, look, if I was ranking these albums from worst to best, you know, uh, King, sorry, King Animal. King Animal would probably be higher than Down on the Upside. That's just my opinion. Again, I don't think it should be ranked so high. I would actually put this Soundgarden now much higher, probably mid-tier, you know, 14, 15, 16 area. So, yeah, all right, it sits where it sits. Vitalogy. Yep, moving into number nine here, Pearl Jam's Vitalogy. And, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. That's a pretty decent position for this album. It's a very good album, Vitalogy. Probably the last of the, you know, real good solid albums from Pearl Jam anyway, but they did what they did on that. So, you know, you can argue between the first two albums, we know which one's going to win out of those two. Um, but, you know, Vitalogy is that kind of like that last album before it transitions and goes into the change-up and the pace change and everything else. I mean, how the scene was changing, the band's evolving, Vitalogy is that kind of step between. And, you know, fantastic sp- songs like Spin the Black Circle, not for you and immortality as well of course better man cautery and nothing man you know absolutely incredible tracks now i think about it that album had some very solid songs but then there was like weird shit in there i think it was um bed bugs or something like that i can't remember the name it was one of the last tracks off there just a weird shitty fucking song on there anyway it's still a bloody solid album this one so yes i would agree with that one moving up to the next one number eight facelift even as an Alice in Chains fan, I would rate it here. You know, Facelift in hindsight. I mean, at the time when it came out, it was not a strong album. In fact, it failed to sell pretty... I think it sold pretty dismally. It ended up touring with people like Slayer and stuff like that. And that changed the whole band's trajectory moving forward, which is... Well, I guess it is what it is now. But Facelift is like one of those albums that people look back in time and started going, Damn, this is actually a really good album. You know, Man in a Box, for example. Uh, Man in the Box, sorry. Fantastic one. And there is a lot on this that just takes place. As I said, I have seen Alice in Chains live, and I remember they just opened up with, like, Bleed um, Bleed the Freak. No, sorry, it was Sea of Sorrow. Uh, and it was just, oh, you know, that that first opening notes. Dun, 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 yeah, absolutely incredible opening. It was overcast. I don't know, something about the whole thing. It just fit. And Facelift has some incredible tracks, of course. We Die Young, Man in the Box, as I just said. Um, love, Hate, Love. People, de- you know, depends how you feel about that song, I guess. Bleed the Freak, See a Sorrow, I can't remember. Absolutely great first album. Again, still not the best first album out from these big four, but that will come up later, I guarantee. Probably be the next one. But a solid opener from these guys you know they had a really cool album and it's such a weird album cover as well i remember back in the day going what the fuck is this (laughs) it definitely struck me as an odd album cover so 
Number seven. What do you reckon it's going to be? Here we go. I'm going to call it. Oh, it's not what I thought it was. Interesting. Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger. Yeah, it's a good album. Definitely. <laughs> there is not much wrong with this album. Outshine, Rusty Cage, Jesus Christ Pose, all the big songs, of course, from that album. Fantastic uh, album, of course, Slaves and Bulldozers. Yes, that is an overlooked uh, song from the album here. I just saw a note there. And there are a fair few tracks. I think they'll come up soon on the next album here. But, yeah, Slaves and Bulldozers in particular. It's one of those underrated tracks. If you have only listened to The Best Of by Soundgarden, you've got to listen to Slaves and Bulldozers because, you know, that thing gets left off a lot of lists. And it's a bit of a pro, you know, a bit of an issue. Room a Thousand Years Wide. I remember the first time hearing that track and just going... How do you even... You can't even picture that. You know? <laughs> Measuring a room by time instead of, obviously, the metric for distance. It's such a unique title. and I don't know. It's, every time I look at the album and I look at that title, it always bugs me, the the thought process behind that, you know? I mean, now, a thousand years wide, travelling at what speed? You could... <laughs> It's an interesting uh, concept piece, a thought process, I guess, behind it. And a very good song. I love that one. Mine Riot, Drone Flies. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. But yeah, Bad Motor Finger would definitely sit it at this location. Coming up next, what do we got? This is going to be. Mm, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Ooh, Nirvana fans cry. In utero, because post, <laughs> I say that because a lot of Nirvana fans actually count In Utero as better than the other album that'll be probably number two on this list. I wonder what could be their number one. I'm going to guess it'll be number two, just to see. All right, anyway, In Utero, many people say is better than Smells Like Teen Spirit. It smells Like, sorry, In Utero, which is more raw, refined, and back to roots basic, I guess you could say. But it's the album I don't go back to too often, to be honest. It's got those weird cracks in the background now. I'm looking at the photo. It's kind of like Dirt's cover to a degree, except with the weird mannequin with wings. Uh, in Utero, you know what? I don't listen. To, I don't listen to a lot of In Utero, but I do love it every time I listen to it. I don't. I've got to listen to a lot more of In Utero. It's definitely an album that gets overshadowed by a lot of. Uh, other artists on this list here, but anyway, in Unero, sure, yeah, I'd probably rate it here too. It does have some fantastic songs, of course, you know, Heart Shaped Box and all the rest of that, but I, I think they they kind of got it perfect here. Would I say it's better than their upcoming album? Well, that's for you to decide, I guess. It depends on how you like it. Anyway, moving along, ah, uh, yes, Pearl Jam's Versus very good album again people would probably make the argument that this one is better than their other one but i would say you are wrong <laughs> yeah go daughter animal dissident glorified jesus ah, it's still a relevant song but i just don't like the overall feel of it it just sounds so juvenile same with gun from soundgarden's uh, album before yeah, you know, glorified version of a pellet gun. Yeah, okay, I, I get what you're singing about, but it just sounds so tacky. I don't know. It always... Yeah, elderly woman behind a counter in a small town. I I know the live album that I was talking about from Pearl Jam. And now time for our 
longest title in the Pearl Jam catalog, elderly woman behind a counter in a small town. You know, the whole crowd's erupting by the time he said elderly woman. <laughs> yes, and a lot of fans, of course, love that. Rear view, mirror, fuck, what a track. Yep, there is hardly a folly track here, except for the freaking track. I cannot recall, because every time I freaking skip that track, uh, Leash, might be thinking of, or Creedy Stomp, I'm pretty sure, it's a weird track, I can't remember it now, anyway, very good album, Daughter, of course, Lee. so, moving along, what's going to be the next one up here, we're hitting top four now, so, oh, I called it at number two. I was wrong, baby. I was wrong. He's going to get a lot of cop. He's going to get a lot of hate, whoever made this list. Nirvana fans are already pissed. I'm going to have to edit that as well. So, game changer. Yeah, of course. We know the story. Everyone knows Nirvana's never mind. I'm, fan- I'm a bit surprised to see it at number four. I thought it would be at least top three material. Maybe he's doing this for the controversy. I don't know. I don't care. It's a really good album. There is no bad tracks on this. One of those albums that have just stayed the test of time. And I remember Doz actually showed me a version of the album. I think it's the Devonshire um, mix. I could be wrong there, which is a bit more of a rough around the edges type of sound. And it's like for the fans that loved the In Utero, where it's more raw and... You know, they only because of what they only did three takes for each song, and they chose the best take I think out of it. For the more, and, th- and then obviously Nevermind was much more polished, perfect, and everything like that, which is a stark comparison compared to Bleach, of course. Well, for the fans who thought Nevermind was too polished and perfect and studio orientated, you can check out the Devonshire mix, and I think that's a perfect blend between that in utero style of approach and the Nevermind songs that, of course, that are so big and famous and fucking amazing i mean hell come as you are come on now it smells like teen spirit the song that everyone learns on guitar the first time around you know it's like our version of smoke on the water <laughs> you know we always learn those four power chords and according to Dawes, it is best to play smells like teen spirit on an upstroke not a downstroke because obviously that's how it is when he plays it live i'm pretty sure you can watch a few versions and see him doing an upstroke to start come as you are uh, sorry sir come as you are incorrect uh smells like teen spirit and yeah that's an interesting little tidbit also of course come as you are which has the riff borrowed from killing jokes song 80s which i do recommend you check out the band killing joke and particularly that song 80s but really their first album killing joke self-titled album um, who they did take a lot of influences from, you know, they, you know, Nirvana brought a lot of influences across the board from that, and yeah, really check out that raw sound from Killing Joke. Love that band, love it. How can you forget all of this lithium bloom and all the rest? So of course, going up to top three, I'm gonna say Pearl Jam's next. Oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Soundgarden's Super Unknown. This is a freaking good album yes i would rate it as the best one they've ever done uh yes let me drown of course what can i say about this i remember when i came across when i finally did this uh album when i finally listened to it i should say absolutely blown away because i think the first the first album that i had by them um 
was oh I'm trying to remember if I bought it or not. I definitely didn't buy it. I borrowed it from the library. Don't worry, it didn't download that thing. It was louder than love. Was the first album I had. Then I had like a best of, uh, and I followed it up with a live album. I'm pretty sure live on. No, it wasn't live on i5. Anyway, came across super unknown, and game changer. I think it was like the last album I listened to before King Animal. Uh, let me drown my wave. Shit, fell on black days. Mailman, super unknown. Uh, head down, black hole sun. Of course. The song that everyone regards as the death note, death notes, I should say, of the grunge movement. You know, when they when they released that song, apparently the whole grunge scene died. Uh, Spoon Man, fucking great song. Song, the day I tried to live, kicks in. Fourth of July is another song. I really love that song. Uh, and shit, you know, there's some, there's some really. My wave is one of my favorite songs by Soundgarden. That track. Is amazing. Yeah, anyway. So, yes, I reckon he's going to rate Pearl Jam number one then. No, he won't. He'll do Alice in Chains number one. Pearl Jam's going to be number two. Yep. So, as far as debut albums go, this is the best debut album. The one I was teasing from earlier. Ten is. <laughs> I've seen someone, the first thing that just came to my mind, I've seen someone describe 10 as the best thing that Pearl Jam's ever done and everything else was a downhill slope. They have never come anywhere near the um, the same heights that they had with 10. And sadly, when you look back at it, that's very true. <laughs> it's it's a sad thought. They, Pearl Jam is like a few other bands who have never overcome their first album. Another one I can think of straight off the bat is Weezer. But they're not on this list. So yes, 10 is fucking fantastic. I've played that album so many times. And I love it. You know, how can you not love this album from start to finish? It is a perfect album. There is not a dead note on this thing. I mean, opening with the once, you know, little bass line. Little jam thing. And then... Even flow, of course, alive. Why go, Black Jeremy? Jeremy, the uh, I think that's the only video clip they ever recorded, or at least they ever did for a long time. And again, that was a video clip that was directed by um, I forget the name of the director, but he did Alice in Chains video clip for. Oh my God, was it Them Bones? I think it was Them Bones can't recall but if you watch the 30 facts about dirt on the 30th anniversary you'll find out so i implore you to not hear my forgetful memory on this instead check out that video but yes of course 10 who could forget oceans you know that's a very cool chill track uh garden deep and release great way to close out an album that is just purely fantastic it's with the soft and somber release nearly 10 minutes long and it's just a great you know closing track dun, 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 dun. yeah absolutely incredible um circumstances of Pearl Jam's birth are unfortunate but you know sometimes out of difficult situations come fantastic opportunities so, if you don't know the history behind it, probably have a look at the name Andrew Wood and see the history that is Pearl Jam. 
basically they came from a couple uh the guitarist came from another band and also worked with they uh basically yeah andrew wood was the guitarist from um mother love bone um who died back in like 1990 i think it was 91 and they did an album um hunger oh shit hunger strike no wait was that the song Oh man, I'm having a Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog. Absolute mind blank there. Hunger Strike. Temple of the Dog was the uh, band, the super group in hindsight, that it became. They did do it. I'm pretty sure they did a re anniversary or. Uh, sorry, an anniversary thing. But basically, it is. Most of the band. It's pretty much Pearl Jam with Chris Cornell. So, you know, say hello to heaven of Hunger Strike. Absolute incredible tracks that reach down of course but yeah it was just a in memoriam album for andrew wood you know gone too soon mother love bone rest in peace brother rock in peace i should say so we get to the number one album alice in chains dirt shit i wonder if that's because of the 30th anniversary recently eh no it's because it's a fucking good album <laughs> dirt is fundamentally one of the i think it, i yeah, I, I would rate it as number one. If I was ranking every single one of these uh, albums as well, Dirt would be number one for me. You know, I've already given my review, my retro review on that one, so I won't go into it too deep. You can go check out my retro review and hear my thoughts for 10 minutes in regards to that album. You can also hear on the retro review where I score it. Number one, Alice in Chains, Dirt. That's where I would also sit that album on as far as this whole list goes. So... Yeah, this list, uh, not too bad. There were a few albums I thought that should have been ranked uh, lower and higher, uh, in particular Gigaton, but hey, I've wasted enough time talking about that trashy album. So, look, tell me your thoughts in regards to this. You know, what Did you think it was a good list? Did you hate the list? Hell, where would you sit some of these things? Where would you... Wh the better question, I guess, would be, which one would you rank number one? Or do you agree with Alice in Chains Dirt sitting atop as king of all the grunge albums? Hell, I think there's going to be a lot of Nirvana fanboys angrily commenting saying, no, 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 it should be insert Nirvana album here. But I, do, you know, I disagree. I think Alice in Chains is probably the better album band. <laughs> I'm sure that there'll be many angry people commenting now. Not disagreeing with the whole... Fuck, Nirvana's a great band. Come on now, but... I love Alice in Chains better. Sorry, guys. So, look, that's the list as far as this goes for the uh, big four of the grunge. I feel disappointed that Stone Temple Pilots aren't part of the list or part of the big four, but when you think about it, I guess it only kind of makes sense for you know these other bands that are on there. Of course, you can't get rid of Nirvana. Of course, you can't get rid of Pearl Jam. And, of course, you can't get rid of... Soundgarden, of course, you can't get rid of Alice in Chains. So, if you were to define it as the big four, I quit, keep using air quotations, but yeah, Stone Temple Pilots would be bumped from the big four. I have wondered that actually a few times, and I guess because of their style of music and everything, it makes sense that they didn't make the cut. <clears throat> Still good albums. Shit, I wonder where they would sit if they were included in this. I don't know, but. I guess depends. I mean, Purple is a fucking fantastic album. Anyway, I digress. I am just absolutely uh, sidetracked here right now. But for everyone out there, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of uh, 
what is this? <laughs> a reaction to the big four uh, grunge albums ranked from worst to best. So everyone out there, you have a great day. Make sure you stay spicy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live Listener Raced. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our Chili Con Carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out, as we put out videos every Friday. Also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listener Race, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.